So stand on it, hold on to it. Today we're going to talk about power in the church. However you know, we need God's power. We need his power. And we're going to read out of Acts chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. So if you'll stand with me for the reading of the word. It's titled, Continuing Power in the Church. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all in one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were healed, all healed. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray today that, Lord, just for that power to be in the church, God, that, Lord, that we'd not shrink back, but, Lord, we'd press into you. Lord, in your divine power, your Holy Spirit power would fill each one of us today, God, that, Lord, we would experience it in this house. Lord, we'd experience it when we get out of the house. Lord, we'd experience it at home, in the streets, in the grocery store, the gas station, Lord, we'd experience your power. And Father God, that you would stir our hearts with such a boldness to step up and out into that power you have for us. So Father, we thank you for this time. Let your word come alive inside of each one of us and let us learn from it today. Teach us all things, Holy Spirit, and bring them all to our remembrance when we're out there. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. So there, there was great power working in the apostles. You know, I mean, it said, you know, that they were all healed. So they were stepping up above the level that Jesus did. That's God was pouring out spirit. Remember, he said, if you believe in the things that I did, you'll do them also. And greater things than these you will do. So that's what they're experiencing right now. The start of the early church. And it grew because God was allowed to move. You know, I had somebody that visited the church and, and they said, you don't know what you have. And I said, what do you mean? He, she said, there, church, all the churches I've been to, I've never seen freedom like what you have here. Amen. The freedom. We have freedom, amen. We take it for granted sometimes. Don't take for granted the freedom that God has given us in this house, amen. You're free. You want to come grab a flag? I don't care. You want to go up on the stage and sing? Well, I might care, but, you know. <laughs> Just depends on how, just depends how well you carry that tune, right? <laughs> or you could go up there and dance. I, I was looking for somebody. Anybody here do a cartwheel? Huh? Anybody here do a flip? <laughs> eh, no, Tim. <laughs> yeah, my my grandson one time during worship, he went up and he just did he did flips across the stage during worship, you know. And uh, he was just a little guy, like four or five, but he could do flips like crazy, man. And he just flipped right across the stage, just worshiping the Lord. I'm good with that. Unless you do a cartwheel like I do, then don't go up there. <laughs> but man, they had the freedom in the early church and they allowed God to move. And he was letting his power flow through the apostles and great things were happening, amen? People were getting healed. People were getting delivered. They, they were being made free. And that's, that's what we want, amen? How many of you want that? Amen. I want to see God move in a powerful way. I want to see people delivered free. You know, uh, Tim called me yesterday. He said, Pastor, I just seen something terrible. I said, what'd you see? He said, well, I was 
over at the CVS and some guy overdosed on drugs and he died right there on the sidewalk. Right, right, just right around the corner. He says, you know what that does to me? I said, what? He said, it makes me, makes me want to tell my family. It makes me want to get bolder. See, people are dying all around us and we need to get bolder, amen? We need to get more brave. Everybody say brave. You can be brave and do this. See, it was, it was moving through the apostles. A lot of people think, well, it was just for the apostles. No, at the early church, God poured out through the apostles so that they could teach everybody, so that they could show everybody how this works. And you'll see in chapters ahead as we go into Acts how other people stepped up, how Stephen stepped up and the power of God was in him and moved in him and through him, amen? But while all this was going on, while all these miracles were happening, they were in unity. How did it say it? said, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. They were in unity. And, and it's every, every time I get up here, teaching in the book of Acts, they always talk about unity. Jake, and unity is important in the body of Christ. We have to be united. We have to get along, amen. We can't have differences. We can't be arguing anything. We've gotta be on the same page, amen. We've gotta walk with Jesus and walk with each other. You know, if you want to have unity, you got to fight for unity. You got to fight for it. This means you need to love, amen? You need to love. Everybody say love. love. You need to love and you need to forgive, yeah. amen? Forgive people. Yeah. Forgive those that wrong you. Let it go. That's number three. Let it go. Don't hold on to it, amen? Let it go. It's not worth it. Life's too short. I had somebody come to me and apologize for some things that they said about me. I said, I don't care. Like, what? I ain't holding on to nothing these days, man. <laughs> I don't care anymore because I just want Jesus. I don't, I don't care what anybody says about me, whatever. I just want Jesus. And I'm willing to let it go so that I can build up, amen? So I can build you up. I can build people up. See, because when you're sick, sad, and sorry, it's hard to build people up. Amen. When you're walking in unforgiveness, it's hard to, to build people up, to encourage somebody in the way that they should go. Amen. And then renew my mind. I got, you got to renew your mind. If you're going to walk in unity, we got to be thinking the same thing. You can go on our website, newhopefwc.com, and you can go down to the daily Bible reading and sign up, join it, and we can all read the same thing every day. Can you imagine if we're all reading the same thing every day? You're gonna, you're gonna get renewed because a lot of stuff that I talk about is because I'm reading the Bible every day and it's coming into me. Today wasn't so good. I wasn't real happy. Or it was yesterday's I think I read today. I wasn't real happy with it. It wasn't very encouraging. I, I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, a guy goes to, the, to pick up his concubine in one city and then on the way back, he, he, gets, to, he gets to Jerusalem. He's in Jerusalem and he's in the square because nobody invited them to come stay with him. So him and his concubine and his servant are in the square in Jerusalem. This man comes in late from the field and he says, hey, it's not safe out here at night. Come stay in my home. And so they went and they stayed in this man's home. And then in, at night, people surrounded the home and said, send out man out so we can have our way with him. And he was a priest. And they said, we're not sending him out. And the priest ended up shoving his concubine out the door and they raped her all night long. And then she came back and she just fell against the door. And when he opened the door in the morning, he said, come on, let's go, get up. 
she didn't get up. He picked her up and he put her on his donkey. He took her home. When he got her home, she was obviously dead. He cut her into 12 pieces and he sent her body out around Israel to tell him what those people did in the tribe of Benjamin. Terrible story. Terrible thing. But, you know, Jerusalem, they sued so they can have gay pride parades now. The holy city. It's getting crazy out there. But that city has got a, a long record of a, a lot of bad things that's happened there. I mean, when you think about all that other stuff that's gone, that's why we got to keep renewing our mind. I, I'm glad I'm talking on this now after reading all that earlier. It's like, woo, I don't need that. And then, and then in order to keep unity, you got to love. I said that already. You have to love. I think I said it twice because you have to love. And, and love is not based on, you know, whether you get along, you still have to love. See, because love covers a multitude of sin, amen? And so we've got to learn as a body of Christ to love each other and love God. Amen. Well, maybe that's our problem. You're not getting it yet. We have to love. It's a little better. Amen. You know, the enemy knows that if we walk in unity, that there'll be such a powerful anointing that will flow in this house. When we're walking in unity, he said, how good and pleasant it is when our brother walk together in unity. Amen. He says there, it brings life. It brings that anointing. It brings a commanded blessing. God commands his blessing of life forevermore. That's what God's going to do as we walk in unity. And you say, well, pastor, why do you keep stressing unity? Because he did. It's all through the book of Acts. Every week, they were together in one accord. That's what we got to be. We got to be in one accord, going the same direction, amen? Going after Jesus, believing God for great and mighty things, amen? You have to understand that you were created for such a time as this, for God's purpose. You were created for this day. You're not here by chance. You were created for this. You're the one that God wants to flow through you in power and in might. God is restoring the power to the church, amen? And God has chosen you to be that vessel. God has chosen you to be that one to lay hands on the sick. God has chosen you to cast out demons, amen? God has chosen you to heal the sick. God has chosen you to prophesy. God has chosen you to stand up and proclaim the word of the Lord. God has chosen you to be bold and to be strong, not to back off and be a coward. Cowards won't make it. Revelation tells us that. Cowards ain't going to make it. We got to be bold. Amen. And we got to start stepping up. Is it easy? No. But when you step out in boldness, you just don't care anymore. You just start making conversation. I told Delonda Greg, I said, I love going to see Greg. I said, I, she goes, why? Because he's such a nice guy. I said, no, because, man, it's a barbershop, man. We just, every, every guy that comes in, I just start engaging and talking to them, find out how they're doing, you know, find out what's going on in their life. Then I tell my pastor at church across, I just start right in. What Greg's cutting my hair and shaving my face, and, you know, and I'm getting all, whoo. <laughs> Little pump up for Greg there, huh? <laughs> but listen, this is why he sent the Holy Spirit. This is why. It's not just so that we can pray in tongues. Now, I believe, you know I do believe in praying in tongues. I love to pray in the Spirit. I, I love to pray in understanding. But, man, the Holy Spirit, when I don't know what to pray, He just kicks in and it flows. Amen? And that's what we, we need. But 
He's empowering you. He's given you the power to do miracles. He's given you the power to lay hands on the sick. He's given you the power to cast out demons. You've just got to believe that God wants to do that in you and through you. And probably, you know, there's two best places to start. Number one, looking in the mirror. Cast them demons out. (laughs) Get healed in the name of Jesus. The second place to start is in your family. Just corner them. (laughs) Just tell them, God sent me to you today. Let's go. Stop calling them a heathen. Start calling them saved. Start calling them an addict and start calling them free. Why? Because that's what God's word says. Amen. And so... We may not be able to see it, but by faith, I see it. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Amen. So when I speak it by faith, you are saved, you are healed, you are delivered in the name of Jesus. And you, you, you can tell them, Edwin, you can just say, you know what? I see you saved. I see you walking with God. I see you on fire for Jesus. And they'll be like... Oh, man, they might be backing up, but you just keep going forward. (laughs) And you just tell them how you see them according to the word of God. Not to how you feel about them, but according to the word of God. Because the word of God in Acts chapter 16, when he told the Philippian jailer, you and your whole household shall be saved. Amen. And that's what we got to stand on is that God is going to move in that way in our families. And so, hey, if, if they don't talk to you anymore... You've done your part. You've done your part. Because if you don't do your part, you will be held accountable. There's no room for cowards in heaven. But that's a bold word, isn't it? There's no room for cowards in heaven. That's what Revelation will tell you. You got to get bold. You got to share. You have to step up to the plate. And, And this is why. This is why you're here. Romans 9, 17, it says this. For the scripture says to the Pharaoh, for this very purpose I've raised you up, that I may show my power in you and that my name will be declared in all the earth. You see, we look at at Pharaoh, he was an evil man, but God raised him up so that God could show his power. So that God raised up a man that would deny God so that God could show the things he needed to. And he was, he was so rebellious against God. But listen, God raised him up for that. That's what he was born for. But you were born to fulfill the call of God. You were born to go in power in might. You were born to do miracles for Jesus Christ. Amen. You were born for God's purpose and not your own. You're you're here today, not because the devil wants you to, but you're here today because God has called you, amen? God revealed his power through Pharaoh, amen? And God had raised you up to reveal his power. The early church was just learning. 
And the apostles led the charge. And the power of God was moving. And God wants to lead you. God wants to charge you. Now's the time for the church to see the power of God like never before. Amen. We read about what the apostles did. But listen, they didn't have this. They didn't have this. They wrote this. And we get to have the whole thing put together in nice, tidy work that we can get in our hearts and our minds, that we can be encouraged to go out and do the will of God. Amen. That's what he's called us to do. But as we do that, we have to be united. We can't be bickering with each other. Amen. We need to walk together. We need to lift each other up in prayer. You know, the, what is it, who's in the hospital? David McNaught's in the hospital right now. It's getting better, gonna have to go to rehab this week, but we need to keep praying for him. And then um, Joe Prieto's in the hospital. Scott and Vicky, they wanted to be here to say goodbye. They were just, I mean, he's laying in the hospital bed yesterday, could barely talk, and he's telling me, tell Scott and Vicky bye for us. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> and you know what else? He, he's sending his tithe check. I'm like, he's, I'm, I'm thinking, you're laying here in the hospital. And, you know, he's got fluid in one lung. He's got fluid in his legs. He needs that water to get off. And that's what we prayed yesterday. And uh, so Joe Prieto and David and we not pray for them. Amen. Karen's been battling headaches. You got to get it off. You got to get it off. We need to lift her up. We need to pray for her. Why don't we pray for her right now? Don, lay hands on her. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray you root out and pull down these headaches that she's been battling since August, God. Now, Lord, that you pull them out of her head today, God, that they would not have a part in her. They'd not have a portion of her life, God. Lord, that that pain would go and it would flee from her in the name of Jesus. Now, you release your healing power from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And headaches will not return anymore in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we agree, God, we agree together for that healing to flow right now in her. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. You know, you, you need to know this too. Other churches aren't going to join in to what God wants to do. And I'm not speaking against them. I'm just telling you, they're not going to. Listen, they didn't do it with the apostles. You know, all the priests, because it talks about those guys that, that saw it and they, they, they stayed away. They didn't join in. Because listen, when you join into something, you need to buy it into it. See, and the priest would not buy into Jesus as the Messiah. So they stood afar off. They thought it was great, but they couldn't join in because then they'd be admitting Jesus was the Messiah, that they killed the Messiah. See, so they had to stay off. And there's other people around us that have different thinkings on doctrine, like they don't believe in speaking in tongues and stuff. So they're cool. I mean, they call me the power guy in the city when we do prayer meetings. You know, Ron's the power guy. Let's, you know, and they, they just like, but they'll avoid it. Because they, they would have to buy into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I know I see one pastor just pop in once in a while to see what we're doing. And I'm usually praying in tongues when he pops in online, you know, in a prayer meeting, you know. And uh, 
I don't care. I'm not going to change for them. You know what I mean? But not everybody's going to buy into it. Listen, family's not going to buy into it. They'll change the subject as fast as they can. I, when we experience miracles, I love to call my brother and just tell him, oh, Ken, you should have seen the miracle today. You should have seen when God touched Tim's heart. Oh, God, it was great, you know. And I just go on and on, and I, and I tell my brother, you know, God told me he wants to use you this way. And he's like, what? Come on. I'm no, no, really, Ken. You just need to get in a Bible-believing church, man. That's going to let you loose because God's called you to do what I did, what I do. I said, you know, I know you make a lot of money, but God's still calling you to preach the word of God. You got to wake up to it, bro. And I just tell him. I tell him nicely. I don't, I don't scream and shout at him. You're going to hell. No, I don't do that. I just. <laughs> Remember the first and last thing was love. That's what I do. I just kill him with love, kill him with kindness. Amen. But not everybody's going to buy into what you, you're doing. Because they would have to say Jesus is Lord. Not everybody's at that place. But that can't slow us down. <laughs> and I had my notes. Just like your friends might think it's cool that you've changed and you're on fire for God. But if they come in, they might have to change. If they come in, there might be something that they need to do in their lives. They may admire you and the changes going on in your life. But yet they won't come into it. Because it's scary. And I've seen people be scared of it. And it's okay. Just get past the fear and press in. Amen? But it's in that day, many people will come into the church. You know how many people will come into the church? Do you know? Everybody you invite. That's how many people will come. You invite them. Or do you want me to do that too? The people you invite, the people that you encourage, they listen. All the crusades that they do, those big crusades. I mean, Reinhard Bonnke sent out this thing one time and he said, he said 1% of all the people at them crusades make it into a church. And he did the biggest crusades ever. You know, he'd have a million at one crusade. But 1% make it into the church. 1%. 85% of all people that come into a church and stay is because somebody invited them. That you reached out to your friends and family members and you brought them in. 85%. You know what? Doesn't that save so much money from having to do crusades and outreaches and everything? That you, as the people of God, begin to step out in your boldness and invite your friends and family. I just made, this sounds too easy. You know what? You want to know how to double this church next Sunday? Each one bring one. Each one bring one. Everybody say, each one bring one. Each one bring one. And we'll double next week. That sounds too easy, huh, Scott? That's it, though. Each one bring one. Bring one of your kids, bring, you know, I mean, we have the one brother that comes, I don't see him today. He brings his dog. I'm not saying everybody bring your dog. We don't need any. <laughs> but each one, bring one. You got five dogs? Mm. 
I'm just kidding about the dogs, Tim. <laughs> but each one, bring one. Reach out, touch somebody. Pick somebody up along the street that's walking. Hey, come with me. Let's go to church. I'll give you a donut. You are the ones who need to invite the sick and the oppressed so that God can touch them and heal them. Amen. Amen. You need to, I found a guy sleeping by the door over there one day, and I couldn't go out the door, so I went around. I said, hey, man, what are you doing? He said, huh? Hey, how you doing? And he, 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 it's funny. When you can talk to people, they start telling you who they know. Well, I know pastor such and such. And I'm like, well, he's not here no more. I said, I'm Pastor Ron. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Well, he came last Sunday. I said, why don't you come on Sunday? Okay, and he came. He sat right back over there. Very nice man. His name's Daniel. Reach out. Be bold. And I, I don't, I'm not for you ladies that are single approaching men on the streets, you know. <laughs> Send your husbands or your boyfriend or whatever after them. But like back then, people get challenged by that. First John, no, John 7, 13, it says, However, no one spoke openly of him, Jesus, for fear of the Jews. No one spoke openly about him. You need to be open about Jesus and who you are in Christ. You need to be open with people. 1 John 4.18 says that fear leads to torment. So we don't want to live in fear, amen, because fear is from the devil. 1 Timothy, or 2 Timothy 1.8 says God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So you need to open up your mouth and you need to share. Amen. <laughs> Come on. So Acts 4 showed us how they prayed for boldness. When we were in Acts 4, they prayed for boldness. We don't have Pharisees looking over our shoulder about what we say, about keeping the law. We don't have that issue here. And you don't have to talk about people's lifestyles or who they're worshiping or whatever. All you have to do is show the love of God. Amen. Let the love of God flow out of you. And as you do that, you're just touching their heart. Express how much he loves them and what Jesus did for them on the cross. Share that. It's important to share how he loves them. You can say Jesus loves you and then put a tag to it. Let me show you how. He died for you. The Bible says he took all of our sins and sickness to the cross. He took the punishment for our sin so that we could be free from sin. And when we believe in him and are baptized, we're free. We're free. You, you just got to tell the story. You just got to put it together, put it effort. You know, I, I even, I've written tracks before and handed them out, my own tracks that I write. And I just make a little copy and I go and I hand them out with a card. Hey, come on. Get into the church. Share what Jesus is doing with you. But you don't have, you know, if you're ministering to a Muslim, you don't have to talk against Muhammad or talk against the Muslim religion. Don't talk against their lifestyle. Don't talk against what they're doing. Talk about what Jesus did. 
Amen? You don't have to put them down to bring them up. Bring them up. You know, how would you like somebody comes and talks to you and just puts you down? Like, man, I could get this at home. <laughs> Delana says, uh-uh, she's ready to fight me now. <laughs> I know, honey. <laughs> But it's, it, people get put down, beat down all around the world, on the streets, at work, many people at home. So what if the church, the body of Christ, under the power of God, begins to lift people up? To show them the way. God loves you. He died for you. He took all of your sins to the cross so that you don't have to go to hell. That you can believe in what he's done for you and you can receive it and he'll redeem your life and he'll set you on a new path. We don't have to tell, hey, listen, people know they're going to hell. People know they, they continue in that lifestyle, they're going to hell. They go a certain way, they do certain things, they're, gonna, they're not gonna go to heaven. God, the Bible tells you there's just certain things that he'll reject. He'll say, get away from me, I never knew you. I mean, he's talking about people that, that, that got saved, that prophesy in his name and everything. And he's like, no, I don't know you. Because he said, listen, narrow is the way. It's a narrow path that we have to be on. And we got to let go of all the world and get into that path. Broad is the path to destruction. So what, as the believers filled with the power of God, we have to start sharing with the people out there. Manuel, you can't hold it to yourself. You can't be primitive. <laughs> That's what his shirt says. <laughs> We have to be expressive. Amen? Just start the conversation. Start the conversation. You know, you may not be able to finish the conversation. Like I know when I'm, I go to Greg's barbershop, I'm good until I'm, I'm in the chair and then I'm done. When I'm done, I leave. So when he's done, I'm done and I stop talking and I go out the door. But I believe that God will send somebody else to finish the conversation. If you start the conversation with people, God will send somebody else to finish the conversation. And you've got to trust him in that and believe for that and pray for that. Amen. And pray for that person. Amen. we got to go all positive with the kingdom of God. Amen. And what God has done. And if they reject it, that's, that's on them. If they don't want it, the word declares that we are either for Jesus or we're against him. In Matthew 10, it says... Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. I, I remember, you know, my dad was, uh, he was pretty rough and gruff. And he, um, 
He went to church when we were young, and a lot of stuff happened. He didn't like it, so he stopped going. Well, he'd get my mom up every Sunday. My mom didn't drive at the time, and, uh, and all his kids, and he'd drop us off at church, and then he'd pick us up, you know? And, and when my mom learned to drive, and my dad would always make sure she got up and took all of us to church, but he wouldn't come. So when he had um, almost died and we went and prayed for him and God raised him up again, I told him, God has raised you up. And he committed his life to Jesus, him and me. And then they told him he had lung cancer because my dad had smoked since he was like 14 and he's now, he was now like 70. And they said, you have lung cancer. We need to do a biopsy. There's a big spot on your lungs. So we prayed for him. He went in for the biopsy, and the spot was gone. It had gone. And then my dad, he, he told them, that's because they prayed for me, and Jesus healed me. He prayed for me, and he told the nurses, he told the doctors. They went out to lunch to celebrate, and he told the waitresses and everybody in the restaurant, Jesus healed me today. I don't have lung cancer. You know, He was excited to be able to share. And you see, that's what we need to do, is we need to express what God is doing in our life to people that we don't know. Amen? Just share with them. Open up your heart and pour it out to people. Amen? And we need to step up the pace of sharing because Jesus is coming and many people are dying. The guy yesterday right over there around the corner that died of a drug overdose. What are we going to do about that? We've got to get bold, amen? amen? Don't let us just be spectators. Let us come alive and be open about it. People may not want to hear about it from you, but that's on them. Mark 16, 19 through 20, it says this. It says, so then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. So where's Jesus? They went out and preached everywhere. Preached everywhere. Preached everywhere. I mean, everywhere they went, they preached. They shared the love of God. And the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So the Lord will confirm the word you share. So if you go out and your word is you're going to hell, the Lord will confirm that word. But if you go and say, God's got a plan for you. He wants, he died on the cross for you to save you, to give you new life. How would you like to have this new life? The Lord is going to confirm the word and he's going to do it with signs and wonders. Amen. God will move through you in his power, in might. It's just all depending on what you say. What you say means a lot. God will confirm your word with you through doing signs and wonders. Amen? He'll confirm it. We need to spend time in the Word each day. We need to get the Word in. You can't have a dry well. I mean, if I drink this bottle of water and there's no water in it, it's just going to be of no use. You've got to have something for the Holy Spirit to draw on. He'll teach you all things. He'll bring all things to remembrance. You've got to have the word in you. You need to pray. You need to seek the face of God. You need to ask God for the divine encounters. See, 
Because God, if you ask God for divine encounters, he'll tell you to tell you, take you. <laughs> he will put you in front of the right people. He'll put you right there with the right people to share. Amen. And then we need to worship. We need to worship. We need to worship. Amen. Because that worshiping, his presence will just fill you. And, and he, he'll empower you to speak up, to speak up. The Holy Spirit is here today to empower us, amen? To empower us. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, I've seen the oil hiding behind the bush over here. I think I hit it there the other day. But we, we need to continue and to pray for the boldness and the power of God. So we got more things we want to do today, but I feel so strong to anoint you with oil today. I feel that so strong. <laughs> so, uh, put on some music, Mario. Pump it up, man. I don't know. Um, no, I don't want that. I'm like, I want to bump it up kind of music. <laughs> 